Hi everybody, I am Peter Travers. This is Popcorn, where we tell you what's happening at the movies. And there's a movie now called I, Tanya, starring my Golden Globe Award-nominating guest, Margot Robbie, <laughs> as Tanya Harding, because now every movie she's going to do is going to be I, me, something is in it. So yeah. look at you, Margot, filled with uh, fame, <laughs> people at your feet saying, take my award, please. <laughs> <laughs> What's it's a it tough like? life, but you know, someone's got to live it. And yet you're this Aussie girl at heart. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah. I you're don't trouble. know how I got here. And honestly. a tomboy. I, I, right? I know. I mean, and last time I was on the show, I remember we were talking about how bossy I am. And very bossy. I feel like I've bossed my way into, yeah, <laughs> just talked people into letting me play these roles. You know it's saying? like, I'm going to play Tonya, and I'm going to produce, and I'm going to do this. Everything you've just done. Waiting for someone to stop me, and they haven't. <laughs> It's like Wolf of Wall Street. Well, she needs to be from Brooklyn. Okay, I'm from Brooklyn. (laughs) Even though you're from Queens. Yeah, I know. Yes, to do it. Well, anyway, how did you push yourself into the role of Tanya Harding when so many others wanted to play it? Yeah, well, I... I, um I read the script. Our production—I I have a production company now, and oh, of we, course, yeah. well, we all do, yes. as you do. How many hundreds are I had, working? I had so for? much spare time. I was like, "What can I do to?" F- um, uh, yeah, so we have a production company, and uh, we were looking at, you know, female-driven content and material, and you know, scripts that could operate in the high-end indie space. And then we read *I Tonya*, and. It was amazing, and I knew, oh, my God, we have to produce this, but I also really want to play Tonya. So I sat with the writer and our uh, producing partner, Brian Uncleus, and um, kind of pitched myself to play Tonya. I was like, forget that I'm Australian. <laughs> I think I'd be perfect for Tonya. <laughs> I can do it. Yeah. Because I, like, I can me. do the triple axle. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I, I, I may I have yeah, exaggerated my skating um, knowledge at that point. Well, but. you've always been kind of a hockey freak. Yeah, yeah, I played hockey. So you've been on ice skates I have, before. but it's so different to figure skating skates. I didn't realize, but like the, both sports are actually totally different. But yes, I had, I had been on, on the ice for a season. For one <laughs> oh, quick season. For a season. Just a season. Because when you're under contract, you can't ice skate or do anything that could potentially injure you. So like as soon as you're on a TV show or a film or whatever, mm-hmm. um, your contract stipulates that you can't go skiing or jet skiing or ice skating or whatever so well, how boring i know you can't do anything <laughs> just you can't do anything. except all the dangerous stunts in that film but that's all interesting but you're always doing stunts yeah suicide squad that was that was basically you yeah no that was i did, <clears throat> the poor I did stunt people stunts. had nothing to do yeah sit in their trailers yeah no well ingrid i just got to hang out with ingrid a lot actually it was great yeah. <laughs> we became friends <laughs> This is good. All right, but let's start by you couldn't, you weren't even born when all this was happening. No, I mean, you were born, but I was four years old when the incident happened. The incident. So you were so aware. Yeah, no, (laughs) blissfully ignorant to to the scandal. Describe that that incident because to me, what's so great about this movie is that it's satirical, you do laugh a lot, and yet at the same time, you feel for Tanya Harding in a way because she's always been a punchline. Yeah. Especially in the States. It's like, yeah. um, oh, she did it. She got her husband to basically knee Nancy Kerrigan. And so she couldn't uh, skate in the Olympics. And, you know, what a horror show she is. Yeah. And that's how we thought of her. Yeah. And this movie doesn't really, we see all kinds of sides to her. Yeah. Well, because I didn't know about any of it, I, I could approach the character and the story with no preconceived notions and no judgment already passed on them. And, 
honestly, reading the story, that the actual incident itself wasn't even the most, um, not interesting is the right word, but it, it just, it doesn't inform you on the person she was. And I feel it felt like everyone let that inform them as to who she was as a person. Everyone quickly painted her as just the villain, the monster, whatever. And no one seemed to be curious as to like, how did she get to where she is? I mean, she grew up with no money and she's, you know, excelled in a sport where she doesn't, you know, belong according to the judges. Like, she's kind of incredible in a lot of ways. I mean, she was the first US woman to land a triple axel and that was a huge sporting achievement. And then the whole lot was overshadowed, obviously, by, by the incident, which kind of seemed to me like snowball out of control into this huge global scandal. And yeah, I mean, I missed it all. So really, when I could I could look at it all and be like, wait, this doesn't seem fair. It was just, yeah, it, it's... Yeah, interesting to kind of see how the media influenced it. Well, it is, but it's the the movie itself. It's a delicate proposition mm-hmm. um, because it could have gone off the cliff to the wrong place. Yeah, where we're not we're not seeing the humanity of yeah. those characters. Yeah. and is that because you were just writing her as exec producer? Is that because you I was really a full do, producer, of course. But, um, uh, no, full producer. Yeah. I was immediately <laughs> correct. <laughs> see yes. how bossy I am. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, no. I mean, we the script really was so specific and the tone was specific and it, it, it did seem to break all those rules that a script normally follows with the mockumentary-style interviews and breaking the fourth wall and unreliable narrators kind of commenting on their own storyline and all that kind of stuff. So it was specific and, and all we really had to do was let that script live in the way that it existed on the page. Of course, bringing that to life brings a whole lot of logistical issues with it, but that's all stuff you can kind of overcome. What really mattered was finding the director who could approach the material in a way that suited the way it was written. And the way it was written was not to make fun of these characters. And I think a lot of people saw them as being like even directors we spoke to because we spoke to a lot of directors and you could tell that they kind of thought they were trashy or dumb people Mm -hmm. and it was just I would never wanted to be a part of something like that and and Craig our director really approached them with no judgment and and took them as seriously as they take themselves and and even when you know Paul Waterhouse's character Sean Eckhart who's the bodyguard you know is is saying all this delusional stuff like I I um you know, that, that he has, like, assassins at his fingertips and all this kind of stuff that's just not true. I mean, Craig totally approached it in, in like, just really searched for everyone's humanity and just didn't try to show anyone as, like, you know, good or bad or silly or weird or whatever it was. He, he was just like, they're just people. They're just human. Find the truth in every situation. Well, which also means they could be good and bad exactly. and silly at and all those time. things at yeah. the same time, yeah, yeah. which is what we see in it. Yeah. But again, you're playing somebody, a real person. Yes. This is... So yeah. what was your relationship like with Tanya getting into this project? Yeah, I mean, it's an added responsibility, obviously, playing a real-life person, especially one who's alive and one who's remembered so clearly by everyone that everyone's already passed judgment on. That was like a, a new, strange challenge. But because there's so much footage of her online, I could study her from afar. Like, I studied... that. For six months, I I watched clip after clip after clip of her and listened to her dialect in my iPod just over and over. And um, obviously, I was doing the skate training at the same time. But yeah, there's a documentary made about her when she was 15. And I start in the movie, I play her at 15 in her 20s and then in her 40s. So there's a big um, age span. And there's obviously so many 
interviews and stuff pre mm. and post incident in twenties, and then uh, the thirty for thirty documentary that Stephen bases script on um, when she's in her forties. So I could study all those things and kind of map out the character, build the character completely, and make it whole before meeting her as a person. So I made well, the that would conscious freak me choice. out. You know, so okay, yeah. I've studied you. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's this. weird. Yeah, and now you're you. Yeah, no. And then she was sitting in front of me, and I was like, "This is so weird." I've like thought I've done nothing but look at videos of you and listen to you for the last six months, and now I'm looking and listening to you in real life, and it's really odd. But it didn't it didn't alter any of the decisions I'd made. So I decided exactly how I was going to play the character, and meeting her didn't didn't change that. She suffered not only that the the idea that uh, she was the joke, or she didn't look right, or makeup was wrong. She was too trashy to actually be at the Olympics. Who cares about it? Mm-hmm. But then has the mother who is like this, who mm. is saying, you're really not worth much, but I'll exploit it as much as I can. Yeah. And then Jeff Gilhooly, her her husband, who's played by Sebastian Stan really well, who is abusive. Mm-hmm. You know, She's had, had to deal with domestic violence in her life. Yeah. Where's the fun for Tanya? But he loved her too. Mm-hmm. It's 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 weird. And Sebastian had such a tricky job playing that character. But we really had to see them for like we had to see that her mum's always said you're ugly, I don't love you, and then have Jeff be like I think you're pretty and I love you. You know, you had to see the before. You had to see what she grew up with in order to understand why she ended up with with a guy like Jeff and. Um, yeah, Sebastian has such a tough job playing that character, and he played it so well. He made him—he made this guy that, in someone else's hands, could have been a monster, really empathetic, and 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 kind of addict, like not being able to control his emotions, and 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 he releases them in obviously a violent way, but but all coming from a place of wanting to cling on to her, wanting to to keep mm-hmm. her, um, which I thought was clever. Well, that's part of the movie getting those you were talking about the narrators but from actual interviews yeah. with these people we see a fourth wall broken yeah and there you are sitting telling your story yeah. and jeff is telling his story yeah and they don't often no they never they, they don't they don't they don't remember anything the, the same, same the way. only thing they agree on is is lavana it seemed yeah that seemed to be the only thing they no they, one liked mom yeah yeah they, they had a very similar portrayal of lavana <laughs> Everything else, totally different. Totally different. Yeah. All right. So talk about Tanya and herself in terms of seeing what this movie was. Yeah. So we we showed her a week before we premiered at Toronto Film Festival, which is where we were selling our distribution for the film. Um, and that was the first time that a lot of people were going to see it. So we wanted her to see it before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we gave her a space we didn't watch it with her and and so I didn't really know how she was going to react and I was texting her before and after like let me know what you think and like are you okay and um I think she found it to be a lot more emotional than she was expecting but she said we got it all pretty uh spot on like Sebastian he said she said when Sebastian came on screen and as soon as he started yelling it like took her right back um he said, she said Lavana was like, it was like watching her mom, you know, like a lot of things she, she, yeah. So she, I think overall, I w- there's things she doesn't agree with, obviously, because she didn't get a say in what we filmed and we filmed stuff from Jeff's perspective too. So she didn't agree with those things. But overall, I think she was 
happy is probably not the right word, but felt somewhat vindicated that her side of the story was now She out didn't there. want to do any harm to anyone who was making the movie. Yeah, there. no, She no. was okay about that. She was really understanding. Like, all things considered, it's, it's a... I, I would never let someone... Not that my life is interesting enough to make a movie on, but I would never let someone do that. Like, it's just... Give, it's giving a lot of like control to people who don't really know you. So oh, I know it's amazing you're talking to me. You know, I can't. <laughs> I, I don't want to reveal any you. of this. <laughs> you know, yeah. But you know what you were saying? You don't know anything like that. When we've talked before about you growing up in Queensland, this wasn't that. You know, your mom was basically raising the kids yeah. herself. Yeah. Uh, you had jobs. Well, that was one job. What were you doing? You were... Um, I, I had probably every job under the sun. Oh, they were crappy jobs. I started jobs. when I was like 10, so I've done like everything. <laughs> started working then. What yeah. was that first job? Uh, I was a dish pig in the kitchens. Dish pig? Dish pig. That's what you call the person <laughs> who washes the dishes <laughs> in a restaurant. Such yeah. a wonderful thing. I was yeah. a dish pig. I'm the dish pig. From dish pig to SAG nominee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here. In God, just, in so just seconds to do that. <laughs> yeah, just overnight. But you were in Australia in a show called Neighbors that yeah. was like it, you know? Yeah, but that's, was, that's, yeah, I thought that was like the biggest it could get, you know? I was like, I can't believe I'm on Neighbors. Bisexual life will, character, life will never get changing better. everything. And yeah. then you decide, well, I think I'll just go to Hollywood? Pretty much. <laughs> well, I kind of assessed my options six months after being there. I looked around and I thought, okay, option A, I'm not good enough and I get, you know, fired. I'm not going to let that happen. Option B, I, a lot of the cast members had been on the show for like 20 years. So I was like, okay, so I could do mm-hmm. this for forever um, and, you know, support a family and live in Australia and it'd be like a nice, probably a really nice life with steady work. Or I tried my luck in America and I'd seen a few people on the show try and make that transition, make that jump to LA, you know, to Hollywood. So I thought, okay, I'll spend the next two years in my contract getting the accent perfect and saving my money because I'll probably be unemployed for a really long time. And I'll give it three years. And once my money runs, I saved enough for three years of unemployment over here. And I was like, mm-hmm. once my money runs out, then I'll come home. But yeah. But because you're never really content with <laughs> just riding a wave yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, and doing yeah. it, what, what's the trajectory now for you? What do you well, want? I mean, in addition to that, you got married. Never told me. Yeah, yeah, you sorry. Know, kept it secret. The forever. invite must have got lost in the mail or something. That's weird. Uh, what, what? What went on? It was a very chill you wedding. You kept every chill. People was, had to get on buses. You was, were just so keeping everyone away. I was, was knocking and saying, <laughs> come on, I came all the way here. And there was no chance. It was me. really small. It was just a chill kind of thing. But yeah, the current trajectory, our company's up and running. Itonia is our first film that we produced that's um, going to the big screen. But mm-hmm. we've produced three films now that are in the can, as they say. And we've got another 13 in development and a TV... 13? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then a TV department. We started at the beginning of the year and we've sold three shows now. So hopefully some of those will go on air next year. So it's really busy. Really, really busy. But that's, are you that's just taking notes now in your head? I mean, it's just, just yeah. The, yes, I've got all of this stuff to do. Yeah, no, it's it's constant. So it's it's like a twenty-four hour job of just constantly. Okay, my to-do list is never ending, but it's great. I love it, and I'm doing it with my best friends. So it's it doesn't really ever feel like work. When you get recognized, what do people recognize you for? What is it when they come up to you at a, a restaurant or on the street? I mean. A lot is Harley mm-hmm. or Wolf of Wall Street or Neighbours. A lot of people still come up and say, you're the chick from Neighbours. <laughs> Even though I was like, that was so long ago. <laughs> but yeah. 
Who were the people that you were watching on screen growing up that you admired, that you said, I want to do that, I want to be this person or like that person? I mean, Kate Blanchett's always been my, like, you know, career idol. Uh, I just love all the characters she's played and filmmakers she's worked with, yeah. Like, she's worked with Scorsese, she's worked with Wes Anderson, you know, she's, Mm -hmm. yeah, and the characters she's played, yeah. But now we end, and we end in song, as always. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. See, a lot of people go, what? Yeah. What? But not you. No, well, because I remember last time I was on here, I, I ended up doing, like, a rap. You I did. Think. You did. But well, I, I think you today. should do sort of a holiday song. Yeah. What's a what's a what's a good Christmas song that we can sing? You have to sing it with me. I'll do it if okay. I know it. Because I'm sick and I have half a oh, voice. Oh please. So, uh, <clears throat> you. Tell me. What's your favorite you Christmas song? You want half ma- Have yourself a merry Christmas. Is that how it goes? No. You're, you're picking another one. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Pick um, an Aussie one. That's um, also rap. Uh, there is no rap Christmas, Christmas Australian song. <laughs> yeah. song. You could make it up. I know you can. All I can think of is the um, the jingle rock song from Mean Girls, where they're like singing. You know, do that. No, you have to sing I'll it, do with, it me. with you. Start okay. with me. Where does it start? I can't um, start it. Uh, it's about time da, 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 to rock this night away. Jingle bell time. It's, it's a swell, swell time. time. Go riding on a one horse sleigh. Jingle bell, jingle bell, pick up the beat. You're lying. I don't you don't know, know the words. this at all. You I know, the, never I know the beat, but I don't know the words. <laughs> I know it's just something about have a swell time. All right. Happy holidays happy, to you. Happy holidays SAG to you. SAG nominee, Thank Golden you. Globe nominee, and Queen on. of the World. Thanks. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> that was it. it. Okay. I'll take that's my title that's now. Queen of the, the world. Queen of the world. I like it. 